0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org. And may God continue to bless you. If you're going to praise, you might as well praise. If you're going to bless him for the blood, then bless him for the blood. The blood that cleanses and the blood that redeems. The blood that sanctified your nasty soul. If you're going to praise him, then praise him. everybody's standing, everybody standing. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Everybody standing, everyone's standing, everyone's standing, everyone's standing, everyone's standing. If you don't mind, everyone's standing, everyone's standing. Grab your neighbor by the hand, or think of a neighbor that that you that God puts on your mind. Grab your neighbor by the hand, or think of someone that God's put on your mind. Grab your neighbor by the hand, or think of a neighbor that God's put on your mind. Grab your neighbor by the hand and think, or think of a neighbor that God's put on your mind and thank God for the blood covering them. I said thank God for the blood covering them. I said thank God for the blood covering them, for for keeping them in their slumber and in their sleep. For when their bodies, yes, yes, I want to hear the saints praise. I want to hear the saints pray. I don't want this to be a place where you listen to me. This is the time to participate as the congregation of the righteous, wherever you are, thank God for the covering of the blood, for watching over us when we slept, for protecting our homes, for protecting our children, for protecting our families, for keeping us, for guiding us, for watching. Thank God for the blood covering your neighbor. Thank God for the health that they have because of the blood. Thank God for the provision that they have because of the blood. Thank God for the life, the breath that they breathe because of the blood. It could have gone another way, but the way God said it in Israel to Israel, he says it to us. When I see the blood, I will Thank you, God, for protecting my neighbor and passing over them in judgment of trespasses and sins and giving them your peace, hallelujah, your joy, your faith, your love because of the blood. We bless you. We praise you for watching over them for your blood. Because of your blood, we thank you we glorify you, we honor you, and we love you. We ask, God, that you would continue to allow them to make your blood provisional in their lives, to allow your blood to do the work of the cross of Calvary. I pray, God, that you would allow for all of us to attribute the cross to our lives today. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood over our neighbor and we thank you for the blood over our houses we thank you for the blood that's covering us we thank you for the blood that's keeping us we thank you for the blood that's protecting us we thank you for the sicknesses that we don't even know are in our body yet being healed oh my god oh my god oh my god the sicknesses that we don't even know are in our body yet are healed by the power of the blood we thank you for the blood we thank you for the blood we thank you for the blood for the blood for the blood we thank you because your word says without the shedding of blood there would be no remission for our sins we could not be saved without your blood so we thank you we praise you we glorify you and we honor you today for your blood Preaching power be our lot. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Before you give us anything else, we thank you with the clapping of our hands. With the lifting of our voices. With the clapping of our hands. And with the lifting of our voices. We thank you in advance. Hallelujah. 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 We may have suffered loss but you're keeping us by your blood we thank you. Hallelujah, y'all don't understand. <laughs> we may have suffered loss but you're keeping us by your blood and we thank you. We glorify you, we praise you in Jesus mighty name. Come on clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, oh. You can have your seats. You can have your seats. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes y'all look for a show, but the spirit is moving already. Amen. You know? Y'all ever been on a lazy river? Anybody ever been on a lazy river? You just get in and you start floating down the river. You don't know where it's going to go. You just see the guardrail, so you think you know where you're going. But as you're floating down the lazy river, you sort of like spin around and stuff. You bump into the wall. You got to push yourself off the wall. And it's fun. Ha, ha, ha. He he he! We're on the lazy Holy Spirit River this morning. (laughs) Where the Holy Ghost is just out now floating us down the river of his grace of his anointing and of his love and when we bump into some things we can just push off and say get me back in line lord (laughs) what all right um genesis chapter one genesis chapter one verse 27 through 31 genesis chapter one verse 27 through 31 we're going to talk about dominion today we're going to talk about dominion today we're going to talk about man. I like that sound. I like the sound of praise. I like the sound of praise. I like the sound. I like, because God likes the sound. He likes the sound of your heart making melody to him. Yes, Lord. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 through 31. We're going to talk about dominion today. The Bible reads as follows. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. I feel like the Lazy River, before we go any further, is communicating that we need to stand again, if you don't mind. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you want to stand on your feet, stand on your feet. If you want to sit down, you can sit down. But I want to respect the anointing of the Lord today. I want to respect the anointing of Holy Spirit, the power of Holy Spirit in this room. And I want to make sure that everybody gets what they need before they hear. Sometimes we have to empty out before we fill up. Sometimes we have to empty out before we fill up. Sometimes, if you eat too much, you just get fat. Sometimes, you need to exercise the muscles of your spirit to ensure that you get nourished, you don't get overnourished. You can digest the word instead of just consuming the word. So, I'm asking in this moment if you have anything on your heart, in your mind, on your spirit, That is either between your soul and your Savior, or that will keep you from hearing from God today. Can you just close your eyes and lift your hands and allow for the Lord to minister to you? I don't know what song to play, I don't know what sing what 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 to hear. But maybe we don't need to hear words, maybe we need to hear a word from the Lord. And maybe God is speaking to you in the silence instead of speaking to you through the noise that you're used to. Maybe God just wants to allow for you to rest in his love. So let's take a moment. I want to give you this time in quiet solitude to hear what no man can say. Don't try to quiet the baby. Don't. Don't. No. Hear what no man can say. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak, Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Cover every heart. God, every mind. We don't come to church to just be in church. We come to church to be with you. Speak, Holy Spirit. We yield to you. We yield to you. We lay our desires at your feet. And we give you what you have given us. Everything you've given us, we lay it at your feet today. Everything. us peace in our minds, restore the joy of our salvation, do what we can't do, what we need so desperately, for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Church is a place of practicing the presence of God. This ain't on my notes. We're just going to do what we're supposed to do. Church is the place where we practice how to be in the presence of God. And you won't always have. You, I ain't never seen Minister Tamika with an organ in my house. But I have often felt the presence of the king in my home. Hello. I don't travel with an organ in my car or with drums. I can play some music, but it's not the same. I don't have all of y'all when I need God, but I have God wherever I go. And if I get used to being in the presence of the king, then I don't have to conjure up the feeling of the presence of the king because I know if it's loud, he's there. it's quiet he's there if i'm distracted he's there and if i'm at peace he's if i'm sick y'all can finish it if i'm sick and if i'm well if i'm in chaos or if i have everything that i need he is there Mm, that was one of my mama's favorite songs. Waiting patiently in line. He was there. Don't, don't do not that because you're gone. <laughs> he was there all the time. There's this guy in the Bible. We're talking about Dominion today. I'm sorry. There's this guy in the Bible who um was born of two parents. His parents were barren. And I'm going to say his parents were barren because sometimes in scriptural text we blame too much on females, on women in scripture. When now medically we know that it may not have been the woman that was having a problem. His parents were barren. And an angel came to visit him, to her, excuse me, came to visit her. And to tell her that they were going to have a son. And she was like, stop playing. She went to go look for her husband. And by the time she came and got her husband, I'm going to just, this is where we're going to be today, okay? By the time she went to get her husband, she came back with her husband. And the angel wasn't there anymore. whereas she called him, the man of God wasn't there anymore. So the man of God comes back another time because she prays and says, "Lord, confirm Your word to me. Because if You're going to give us what we've been asking You for for all this time, I need to make sure that what I saw was not just indigestion. I wasn't being tricked. I wasn't in my feelings, or I wasn't giving a try, ascribing to You what I want so bad." I wasn't using my words and making them your word. Are y'all? So the angel comes back or the man of God. And she's like, stop talking. Don't go nowhere. I'll be right back. And in the moment, she w- he was like, but I got something. To- I told you I would be right back. So she goes to the field. She gets her husband. When she gets her husband, they come back, and they sit down, and the angel says, I told her, and I'm going to tell y'all, you're about to have what you've been asking God for for a very long time. Saints, (laughs) you're about to have (laughs) what you've been asking God for. Jesus, for a very long time. (laughs) So, they get pregnant. Hallelujah. They get pregnant. She has a boy. And the parents, because the man of God showed up, knew that this baby was special when they were instructed by the angel or the man of God they were instructed by saying this is how you're supposed to raise this child raise them in the fear of the Lord make sure you understand that you take them to church every time the church doors are open make sure you teach them what it means to worship me And make sure you let this baby know that they have dominion. Make sure you let this child know that they are the head and not the tail. Make sure that you let this child know that my word was over them before they were even a thought. Before one cell connected to another cell in the body or the belly of their mother, they were on my mind. Hmm. Miscarriage didn't take this baby because the promise of God was over this child. And so the baby was born, and they raised the child in the way that the Lord instructed them to raise the child. His parents trained him that he was to have dominion, which is, if I can define it, sovereignty or control. Write that down. Dominion is sovereignty or control. They told this child, wherever you go, you are to be a leader. You are not supposed to give your power to any other. Now, we're going we gonna to do what we do. Now, Listen. Just stay with me. You are supposed to, wherever you go, be in control. You are supposed to have dominion. When you walk into the room, everybody's going to know it because my presence goes with you, my power goes with you. I go with you. <laughs> I, the Holy One of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I. Go with you. Now just remember that I am going with you. So wherever you go, this is how the parents, they raised this child. Wherever you go, remember you're special. And he had gifts. He had strength. He had wisdom. He had good looks. And he had even more. His parents taught him that all those gifts came from God. But somewhere along the line, he thought that it would be fun To use what God gave him to control other people for his own pleasure. And that's where he messed up. So he started playing with people's emotions. And he became a prankster. And he made fun of other people, he destroyed people's property, he challenged their intelligence and attempted to make them feel inferior to him because he felt superior to them. His feelings of superiority caused him to mock others because they didn't have or didn't realize they had the same God with them as was with him. Are y'all still with me? Okay, making sure. So he started destroying people's property, making fun of other people, and challenging their intelligence. And even though he was successful, in a way, and at a certain time, he wanted more success. Because he decided to define success by other people's property. He decided to find success by being superior instead of being one who has dominion, one who's in control. So, those who he was making fun of, instead of allowing him to be a bully, they devised a plan to take his power from him. Mm. And they found him, this pretty young thing, who was smart, hardworking, kind and caring, and even passionate. And they sent her his way. Saints, if I can offer, every superman, every wonder woman has a chink in their armor. Every superman, every wonder woman has something that will knock their knees right out from under them. You could be a bully for however long you want to be a bully, but someday, somebody going to find your kryptonite. Somebody's going to find your kryptonite, and they are going to communicate to you with your kryptonite that you ain't all that you think you are. You may be gifted, you may be anointed, you may be called, you may be equipped, but you are still a human. This pretty young thing came through, and my guy was like, hey, how you doing, girl? Started licking his lips. He got a fresh shape up, you know what I mean? Put some double mint gum in his mouth, started like, yo, shorty, ear. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) ear. I got on a whole robe. I need to stop. Stop. She came through, and he was like, yo, I ain't never seen nothing like that before. What's your name? And she started talking to him a little more than he knew how to talk back to her. My man had all the power. He had all the control. He had all the intelligence. He was gifted. He knew who he was in God until something came that he didn't know how to control. But what came to him was actually inside of him. What came to him was a challenge of something that he didn't control inside of him, which overtook the power that God gave him. And when that thing inside of him was touched, he didn't know how to control himself. He just knew how to control his situations. So, this John, I mean this young lady, I mean... (laughs) this This young lady this this young lady I know right I'm out here now let's go let's get it (laughs) this young lady this pretty young thing his kryptonite came through and as she came through he was like huh what am I supposed to do with this and the games that he was playing on everybody else was played on him And he lost. Yeah. 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 My God. And he lost. He lost his power. Yeah. He lost his influence. Yeah. He lost his control. And therefore, he lost his anointing. Yeah. 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 But he still had dominion. I don't understand. This man lost everything that everyone was looking at, but he was still the called of God. He was still the righteousness of God. No matter where he was, no matter what he was doing, no matter how bad he felt, he was still the righteousness of God. I came today to speak to some people I don't know where you are, or what you're doing. When I was writing this, I saw people behind physical bars. And then I saw people behind bars of depression. Yeah. You hear me when I say the enemy has tricked you to believing that you are not who God says you are. But today I declare to you that even though you have failed and you have fallen... God's hand is still over your life. Uh. My God, my God, my God. My God, you may never see your children again, but God's hand. God's hand is still on your life. You may never get back to where you want to be, but God's hand is still on your life. The mistake that you made may never be recovered from, but I declare by the grace of God His hand, his hand, Jesus, his hand, his hand is still on your life. The trickster got played a trick upon. trickster was played a trick on. And he found himself broken, blind, bald, and a servant of those that he was called to lead. Jesus, Jesus, free us. Today, I pray that you would free us from the ties that bind. But he was resilient, y'all. He was resilient. Even though, even though, y'all might be knowing who I'm talking about by now. But even though this young man found himself broken, beaten, blind, bald, and a servant of those that he was called to lead, he was resilient. While he was a slave, now in the middle ages of his life, he remembered what his parents, who were now gone, taught him. And he reminded himself in chains. <laughs> Hear me, he reminded himself in chains. Who God created him <laughs> to be. He reminded himself in chains that what he lost out there, he still had in here. He reminded himself that even though he didn't see it on the outside, God what God told him was still on the inside of him and he was still a man of strength, of wisdom of good looks, even though a little bit diminished. And he was still a man of wisdom. And as he was reminding himself of who God created him to be, God came to visit him. And in that moment, he turned back to God for some explanations. His shame didn't get in the way of his ability to realize his call that was on his life. And instead of being proud and haughty and high-minded with the gift of God, in chains, he became hesitant and humble and careful with the gift of God. Now, God's gift was used by him to serve others instead of God's gift being used by him to rule others or to use others. And he realized that he had to use God's gift instead of for his own personal gain. He needed to, do, he needed to stop doing that because he had done that long enough, and he decided to take a moment to give every one of those gifts back to God. One day after he was restored in his relationship with God. Let me say that one more time, please. One day after he was restored in his relationship with God. Can I say that one more time? One day after he was restored in his relationship with God, he heard some people making fun of him. 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 He was used to people making fun of him. But then something different happened. Instead of just making fun of him, they said, his God ain't nothing either. And after that one day when his relationship with God was restored, he took offense not to people making fun of him because he got used to that he now started to take offense at people making fun of the God that created him. And when he did that, he asked the Lord after his relationship was restored to give him back, not his gifts, to give him back the ability to use the gifts that he still had to glorify the God that was being made fun of. Did you hear me? He already realized when his relationship with God was restored that he still had the gift of God inside. But now he said, Lord, I'm done using your gifts for my own personal gain. I give it all back to you. And I ask in this moment that you would use me one more time. Somebody say one more time. You would use me one more time for your glory. Not for mine. So this bald, made fun of, middle-aged man whose eyes were plucked out. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Whose eyes were plucked out was led into a ring. And they let him touch the pillars of the building. And instead of making fun of him, they wanted to allow him to be there so that they could make fun of him. But instead of that happening, he said, to the glory of God. And he used his gift to tear down those that were tearing God down. man I'm talking about is Samson. The story of Samson is found in Judges chapter 14, 13 through, I believe, 15 or 16. You can read it on your own time. But as you read the story of Samson, what you're going to read is the story of your life. Because as you read the story of Samson, you're going to see, just like I saw, that God gave me lots of gifts. And when I realized that God gave me lots of gifts, I started to live into the gift of God on my life. And then I started to like the gift of God on my life. And then I started to use the gift of God on my life for the benefit of my own personal game. Now, if I can admit it, in all this gleaming white goodness, I dare you to act like you ain't anyway. Anyway, I started to use the gift of God on my life for my personal gain. And when I started to get what I wanted, I started to leave God behind. I was using what God gave me to fill my belly, not to uphold the kingdom. And the more I did that, the more I received And the more the kingdom suffered violence. The more I thought I was winning, but the fatter I got. Don't play with my emotions. Y'all see all of this girth. The older I got, the more difficult it was for me to live my life in accordance to the will of the Father. Why? Because I was practicing doing what I wanted to do for the glory of David instead of the glory of God. But then one day. I I don't know about you, but I'm still grateful to God for saving me. (laughs) Oh, my Jesus. Then one day in my trespasses and sins. Yes, I committed to him when I was 12, but I walked away from him. Yes, my mother raised me to know who I was, but I walked away from him. Yes, I knew that I was the head and not the tail, but I decided to walk away from the king and one day he decided to get my attention again in my pit at the holy at the lowest place in my life, he decided to call me. Out of bondage into, holy God, I bless you, into his marvelous light. It wasn't that I wasn't saved. It was that I was using what God saved me to do for my own personal glory. But I decided to lay my life down. I decided to lay my life down. So that it wouldn't be me who was glorified, but it would be God who who was glorified. I was not behind physical bars, but Lord, I was behind some bars. I was behind bars of depression. I was behind bars of low self-esteem. I was behind bars of insecurity. I was living behind the bars of our culture And I needed to realize that Jesus broke every chain over my life so that now I could live into the freedom and the giftings that he gave me. I will offer some of us are not who God called us to be simply because you want your own glory. That's a good place to praise him. Some of us, some of us are not who you know you should be because you're still looking for your own glory. You're using your gifts to fill your own belly, to make your own career, to make your name great. When God says, if you would just lay it down, Just lay it down. Just lay it down. Lay it down. Just everything I gave you, just lay it down. You could pick it up, but you don't know what to do with it anyway. Lay it. Lay it down. I gave it to you, but you didn't let me teach you how to use it. Lay it. Lay it Lay it down. Lay it down. Yes, you know you're gifted, you know you're smart, you know you're talented, but you got an attitude. Lay it Lay it down. down. You're a natural born leader, but nobody wants to work with you. Lay it down. I called you to be in command, but you want to rule and tell people how to do instead of telling people what to do. Lay it down. Just lay it down. You are who I created you to be. Not who I created them to be. But I created you to be who you are so you can help them walk into their created selves. Not to control... But to create, lay it, lay it down. From Samson, we learn three things. From Samson, we learn three things. We learn that we may be resilient, but we also have to be restored. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty-four, verse sixteen: "For the righteous falls seven times." It gets back up again. I get it. I've fallen lots of times. And I've gotten back up again. But in my getting up, I was still, I was just, excuse me, resilient. God hadn't restored the joy of my salvation. So I was up, but I was still broken. I was up but I was still damaged. And that's not the fullness of God for our lives. The fullness of God for our lives is to be up and whole. To be operating in the gift that you were given for the benefit of his glory. You can get up as many times as you need to get up, but until you get up and lay it down, you will be working in your own own strength. We learn that you may be resilient but you have to be restored. And Saints restoration comes from repentance. When Samson was in that pit that prison he realized that he needed to get back to God and when he decided to go back to God it was in that prison that his relationship was not just resilient. He didn't just have a bounce back and he lived another day. But he bounced back to wholeness. And wholeness looked a little bit different because he had gone through some things. But he was whole nonetheless. Wholeness may have looked a little bit different for him now because he had struggled with some things. He had lost an eye. He had been beaten. He had some scars on his body. It looked a little bit different, but he knew inside what wholeness was supposed to feel like. And he struggled when he got back up this time. He struggled to make sure that the inside matched the outside. He did the work on the inside to realize that my wholeness today was going to be lived out for the glory of God. Resilience comes from repentance. Restoration comes from repentance. We also realize that dominion is not success. Dominion is not success. Dominion is stewardship. Anybody? Dominion is not success. Dominion is stewardship. When God calls us to be ones who have dominion, and can I just ask, who who has dominion in here? I don't see all the hands. Who has, who has dominion on the screen? If you got dominion, just lift your hand or something. Type back. Holler back at your mans. Say something to me. If you have dominion, you, so all of y'all got dominion? Huh. <laughs> dominion is not success. Dominion is stewardship. God gives you dominion not so that you can have more for you. God gives you dominion so that you can have control over everything that God's created so that God can be glorified with the way that you steward the resources of God. He gives you a car, not so that you can go wherever you want to go, but he gives you a car so that the person down the street and around the corner can get to dialysis when necessary. He gives you the resources that you need, the money that you need, not just so that you can have a bigger bank account, but so that when you walk through this line and you see this single mother struggling to pay her grocery bill, you can hear, baby, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Now, don't, don't be creepy. Just be a blessing. Amen? Don't be creepy. Just be a blessing. God gives you the opportunity to have more so that you can steward well the blessing of the Lord. Now, if you take the blessing of God, this dominion power that we've been given, and you use it for your own personal benefit, your own personal gain. I got to get out of here. Your own personal benefit and your own personal gain. Then what you're doing is you are filling your belly. You are not impacting the kingdom. <laughs> Samson was successful in the beginning. He failed in the middle. And he was successful at the end. But all throughout his life, he had dominion. And the last thing that we learn from Samson is this last thing. We do not need control to create. We do not need control to create. Samson had no control over his final outcome. But he depended wholeheartedly on God, and God created the miracle that put his name back in the mouths of the people the right way. Saints, can I offer that the life that many of us have lived has negatively impacted the reputation of God? You've been saved all your life. But you ain't been living for God all your life. You've been carrying God's name for quite some time. But you've been doing what you want to do with God's name for quite some time. And the way that you're working, the way that you're moving, the way that you're walking, the way that you are stewarding the resources of heaven has brought a reproach to God because you're nasty. Because you're doing what you want to do and you still want God to bless you. You want control with dominion, but dominion is stewardship. So you don't get control, you just get to create. With God, you get to create. With God, you get to create. Yes, thank you, sir. With God you get to create. You don't get to create all by yourself because you've done that in the past. How'd that work for you? With God, you get to create. You get to create outcomes now because you've tapped into the anointing of Holy Spirit and you know now not what your flesh wants but what Holy Spirit wants for your flesh. Say amen, somebody. You know now what your bank, not just what you want in your bank account, but what Holy Spirit wants in your bank account. You know now what you're supposed to have and what you're supposed to give. You get to partner now with God to create the outcome of the anointing of Holy Spirit. And so, these three lessons that we learn are exemplified in our Lord Jesus Christ. who before he was born decided in concert with heaven to leave the right hand of the Father so that he could live and die so that we might be saved. He gave up everything so that we could have everything. And when he gave up everything so that we could have everything, guess what? He got everything back. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just like God? The reason why God wants you to lay things down is because he wants you to know it wasn't ever yours in the first place. Stewardship is allowing God to use you to create with God for the benefit of all the earth, knowing that God is working in you. So, we got to do communion too, right? <clears throat> I told y'all 1030s, so y'all been encouraging me to go long. stewardship is our ability to partner with God for the benefit of the world seeing that God loves us and God loves them not just us because we were raised in this some of us We've been in this for a long time, some of us. We've learned the way of God. And now it's time for us to steward that learning so that other people can know that God loves them. And then they can learn. And they can grow. And they can understand. And they can be reminded of the dominion power of God within them. But the only way, every head bowed, every eye closed, the only way, only way. The only way that you can have that is not through resilience. It's not through success. It's not through control. It's through repentance. It's through repentance. It's through relinquishing control. And it's through being restored. Thank you, man. It's through being restored. The only way that you can know and live into the knowledge of the dominion power of God in your life. I'm not telling you that you are not one who has dominion. The world will tell you that every day. I'm telling you that you are all powerful. Like, not all powerful, but you know what I mean. You are one who has the ability to create. You're smart, you're intelligent, you're cute, you're, you're handsome, you can do some things. But if you lay it down before God, then you'll be able to do what God created you to do instead of just doing what you want to do. Instead of destroying your life, you will build your life with God so that the world sees you as a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ, making impact everywhere you go for his glory. If you ain't never been saved, now's the time and today is the day. If you've been living all this time for your own personal benefit, it's time to stop. Period. It's time to stop. It's time to stop being the young Samson. And it's time to start living into the wisdom that God gave you. I'm not saying that you don't have power. I'm just saying that you'll be more powerful with God on your side. You've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Now is the time and today is the day. Just, if you're on the screen, just type in it to me. If you're in the room and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, now is the time and today is the day. Come. Come. If in this moment you have been saved but you've been living like Samson in the middle. You've been living like Samson in the middle. Using every gift that God gave you for your own personal gain. And you want to restore your relationship with God by repenting, saying, I'm sorry. Every gift you gave me, I used it for me. I want to give it back to you. Come, come, come. If you want to be restored, if, it's, if you're on the screen and you hear this, come. Just say, it's me. Just me. And if you need a church home, this is a great place to call home. This is a great place to call home. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home. Now, my daddy told me every frog praises its own pond. Let me try one more time. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home. Everybody. Amen. Come on, praise God. Come on, praise God. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Jesus said, to be. best example as we transition to communion if you have not been served please just raise your hand so we can serve you if you have not been served please just raise your hand so we can serve you jesus say If you're at home and you're going to be sharing in this moment with us, just find yourself some grape juice, find yourself some bread. Prepare yourself, prepare your heart. example that we could ever have of someone who has dominion but didn't need control. <laughs> All power, the Bible says, was given unto him. He laid his life down because he wanted to lay his life down. What? He died because he wanted die and he did that because he wanted us to live he died because he wanted to die and he did that so that we could live and here we are being selfish with the gift of God on our lives today that that I received of the Lord I give to you. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. and He said, here, take eat. This is my body. It's broken for you. Don't eat it yet. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Don't eat it yet. This is my body it's mine but it was broken for you don't consume the gift of God too quickly mm. realize what you have in your hands this is the ultimate sacrifice take eat this is my body broken for you let's eat together and he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You ain't got to kill no more bulls. You don't have to kill any more chickens. No more pigeons are supposed to be in the temple. You just come in and remember my sacrifice on the cross because I Paid it all. Let's drink together. Now we walk out of here typically after communion service proclaiming our victory. Y'all listening? We walk out of here typically after communion service proclaiming our victory, but can we walk out of here this week proclaiming our humility? Because we already have victory. So let's proclaim that we are the gift of God given to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands. Thank you, God, pray. stand together it is our custom not to do a benediction but we go forth as pastor has commanded us in victory and in humility so as we leave this place but never his presence we know that the lord is with us go in peace